Shane, right? I'm looking at a couple Mumford and Sons songs. I think uh, they're a pretty cool band that I like. So they got some you know, difficult songs, but um, pretty, be pretty, some, some pretty cool ones to learn for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, more, a little bit of stuff that I like. I like the, the country music, so I like played a couple of songs like that. And um, you know, my dad likes the more you know, kind of 80s rock, that, that kind of thing. So uh, I learned a couple of songs for, to, to play for him. And because um, I'm not a singer, he's he's more of a singer. So um, if I play him, he, he'd sing him rather than um, me try to sing. <laughs> no, not not yet though. We we might look into it though, but no, I'm not good enough yet for that. But um, just just kind of for family and, and, and just kind of playing for for each other. But, yeah. Obviously, a lot of like some city and color songs, some Mumford and Sons, um, Oasis, a couple songs. Um, it's kind of different bands at that. No stairway for the Not yet, no, that's a little too advanced for me. <laughs> Obviously, uh, a lot of the conversation has rightfully so been around you, but what can you tell us about your Kingston teammates who are also involved in this draft? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Luds and Eddie, they're, they're two guys that, you know, really, you know, build great relationships with this, with them this year. I think, um, you know, Eddie, I, I just kind of met him this year. I didn't really know too much about him in the past, but um, he's a great guy. He's a really fun guy to be around in the room. He's really, uh, you know, funny guy off base, but he's also, you know, super committed and super, you know, hardworking. He's always, you know, he's always in the gym, you know, stretching out, making sure that he's taking care of his body. And, um, you know, with Luds, I've known, I know Luds for, for a couple of years now, and, um, he's always the hardest working guy. He's always someone who's you know going to compete 100 percent of the time, uh, you know every every single game. So um, you know two really you know, really good teammates of mine. Two guys that you know I'm, I'm happy to call friends as well. Shane, uh, you mentioned Bird Brown yesterday as a player. Is he a guy that you have actually watched for a number of years? For sure. Yeah, he's a he's a guy I love watching. He's a guy that um, you know, I just think he does everything right. I think he's just someone who's. You can play into so many different situations. He's someone who can be trusted in so many different spots, and um, yeah, I really like watching play. It's funny you get the league. You get Austin Matthews, those type of guys who are just putting up unbelievable offensive numbers. You're more of a, you know, obviously a two-way guy. You want to be that kind of like Um But I mean, like, it, it, I guess you're getting at the value, of that, right? Like, is there, in your opinion, there, that, there should still be a high value. Yeah, two I agree. I think that you know, obviously there is value in you know, having a goal scorer, having a guy that puts up a lot of points. But um, you know, there's a lot more that goes into hockey than, than just scoring goals, and a lot more that you know, goes into just you know, teams having success into winning games than just you know, putting up points. And I think that that's racking up a lot of emphasis on you know that that two hundred foot game, that guy who can you know do do a lot of different things right and you know play in a lot of different situations. So um, that's definitely you know, the type of guy I see myself as. I know you're pretty good at face-off circle. Uh, at the NHL level, are you curious as to you know, how that's going to translate and just the challenge of, of facing NHLers? Yeah, that's definitely going to be a challenge. I think that you know, anytime you're you're moving up in the league to you know, the, the best league in, in the entire world, I think playing against the best players, it, it's going to be an adjustment. You're definitely going to have to you know go through a lot of video, go through a lot of practice with with coaches and um, and other guys in the team, just kind of making sure that uh, you, know, you, you can compete in face-offs, making sure that. No, you're, you're you're a strong face-off guy, and you're that actually a guy that can you know be, be long long term. We'll take one more from Shane. One more. Going back to back to the special everything. Yeah, Jack Hughes was his agent. Obviously, he helps him as good as anyone. Was that brought up at all during either from you or from Ken during the meetings you've had? Um, not really. Actually, no, it wasn't really brought up. I think um, just kind of you know something that kind of 
I, I was just saying, obviously, I said, well, I've been saying for a while, Bergeron's been my guy that I like modeling myself after, but um, nothing really kind of came up between you're a Slavkovsky. You're right. How did the, uh, I'm assuming, how many teams did you talk to this week? I talked with uh, 14 teams, so yeah. it was pretty easy. Did you, did you like the interview process? Yeah, it was, most of them were fun, and then of course, like, little tougher ones, but that's how it goes. Yeah, so everyone around here has been talking about the Montreal asking people what kind of animal they were. Did they ask you that? What, yeah. What did you pick? Yeah, I, I picked wolf. I don't know. Everyone picks lions and those things. So, yeah. You, you wanted to be a little different? Yeah. <laughs> Still a hunter, though, right? Yeah, of course. What type of locker room guy would you say you are? That's trying to make some some fun all the time and just be chill and all those things and yeah like that it's a journey to get to the nhl and to even make it to the combine so what are some of the biggest sacrifices that you made throughout your life to make it to this point i think it was just that i left the home when i was 14 and just just went to play hockey to different country i think that was like the biggest sacrifice i did and then of course i'm like little ones but the biggest one was this, I think. Yeah. And who has had the biggest impact in your hockey career for you? Um, I think it was uh, our national team coach, Craig Ramsey. Like this past two years with him in the national team, yeah, he, he like he teach me a lot of things. So it was it was nice to to meet him and have him as a coach. Were you a uh, Marion Hosa fan growing up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're better. No, he just texted me after the Olympics, so that, yeah, that's it. What, what's that? I mean, you're an 17, 18-year-old kid, you get a text from Marion Hosa, what was that like? Yeah, I was I was happy because yeah, he was my favorite player growing up, and now he's yeah, now he texted me, so yeah, I was I was feeling very good. Is that one of those moments where it kind of makes it real that all this is kind of happening? You know, it's not, it's not surreal, it's... it's actually happening you might be you're probably gonna be in the NHL next year. Yeah of course like it's and like wasn't only like Marian Hossa but Marian Gabori goes so and all those guys so I was I was very happy at, at that moment. What what's it like to, to not do this? It it doesn't look too pleasant for some of the guys on the bike. Would you were you happy to avoid that or did you want to do the, the testing if you could? Like I would say my last game was last Thursday, so it wouldn't really make sense to do them. But yeah, I, yeah, I would like to try them, but some some other day. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you don't. You seem like a guy who's obviously very confident in, in your abilities. Uh, if you don't go number one overall, are you the kind of guy that would maybe use that as a, as motivation? Yeah, it's like my main motivation is to be the. Like not the best right now. Well, of course, I want to be best right now. But at the end of our careers, when you check who was the best from 2022 draft, I want to be that guy. So that's my main goal. Are you curious what Shane Wright is going to do, like in the testing at all? Like how he's going to test, or any of the top guys that are with you in this draft, where they're testing and where they're finishing? Yeah, 
not at all. I, I'm just curious how, how my Slovak friends do the test and yeah, I think that's the important thing is how we play hockey on the ice, I think. Yeah. What do you think you'd be best at if you were testing? I feel pretty confident on a bike test, so like VO2 marks and also Wingate, I feel pretty confident on that. Shane did nine pull-ups, do you think you can beat that? <laughs> to be honest, no. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the plan after this? Are you, um, are you going to any dinners or back home? What's the plan? I'm flying to New Jersey tonight and I think there is some meetings with the uh, New Jersey guys. And I don't. I, I think it's some dinner also with them. So yeah, we will see. I, I don't know. And then yeah, after that I, I go home. A few other guys with you, or you're. you're uh, I think there is some other guys also, but I don't really know who. You, uh, you talked about this yesterday a little bit. But I mean, you played the Olympics. You played World Championships. Played in Finland. I mean, just it was a busy schedule for you this whole season. How much fun was it? Did you have a lot of fun and traveling all over the world and playing with your buddies and all that stuff? Yeah, and it's always special when you go like to a new team and like new guys up there, and then you come back home and same guys. So yeah, it was it was always fun to play. Always. Yeah. I'm um, I'm sure a lot of people in New Jersey would like to see the Devils draft you because they have their top two centers for years and they need they need some help on the wings. Have you started thinking about what it could be like maybe to play with either Jack Hughes or Nico? Or... Yeah. Not much. It, like it would be pleasure to play with them, and it would be nice. I think it would be a good line either with uh, Nico or Jack. But yeah, we will see when when the draft is, and we will see from that. Logan Cooley. What was the Wingate test like? Uh, pretty tough. I think it was harder than the first bike test. Uh, felt a little more tired after, a little lightheaded, but after I felt pretty good. So. What's going through your mind as you're getting into the final like 10 seconds of that? Uh, I mean, you're just trying to push through, uh, continue to do your best. It's pretty tough when, you know, they're screaming in your ear too, but, you know, it was good and, you know, fun, fun time. With the competitive aspects of the testing, are you paying attention, like looking at the board, seeing what other guys are doing, either your teammates or maybe someone like Shane Wright? Uh, not too much. I think, you know, you're focused on yourself, trying to uh, do the best you could do. Uh, I'm sure we'll see everyone's testing later, but then you can look at it. But, you know, when I was out there, I was focusing on my stuff. What was your best test you today? Uh, I'd say the bench press. I felt pretty powerful in that. Uh, I was moving the bar pretty good, so I thought that. How much prep do you do for these specific tests? Like, were you running through them in the weeks leading into this? Uh, I mean, fortunate enough for me, the NTDP uh, does a great job of preparing guys for this. So we had the chance to, you know, do some of this stuff uh, over the past two years. So really prepared me for that. How did your conversations with New Jersey go? Uh, yeah, really good. Uh, you know, we're just trying to get to know each other, uh, see how I am off the ice, uh, see how my family is, uh, see how you know, they think I am as a player, and you know, just try to get to know you a little more. Their team that's always had NTDP players, they currently have Jack Hughes right now. What would it be like to play with a young, talented team that has Nico Feature, Jack Hughes, and someone that understands the program and what it brings? Uh, yeah, I mean, everything. Obviously, they have a real bright future. Uh, you know, I think they're going to be a uh, Stanley Cup contending team in you know, a few years. Uh, they're only going to get better from here. And having guys like uh, Jack Hughes, Nico Hughes here, uh, they're going to be the leaders of that team and a team that's going to take them pretty far. Are you going there? 
Uh, I wish I could tell you, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my plan is uh, kind of just enjoy summer a little bit, uh, you know, go back to home for a little, uh, enjoy family time, and then you know, get ready for the draft. Oh, yeah, for the visit. No, you know, you're all good. Yeah, uh, uh, that's my plan uh, uh, to go to New Jersey. I don't know exactly when yet, but yeah, that's well, What's your first memory of the Penguins when you were growing up? Like, how did you get into hockey? Uh, yeah, so I played for Sidney Crosby's uh, Learn to Play program uh, when I was four or five years old. Uh, that's kind of how I got into hockey. Uh, having the chance to, you know, get free equipment, uh, be out on the ice with, you know, the best player in the world. And anytime you can learn uh, anything from him is, you know, pretty special. Can you speak to the growth of hockey in Pittsburgh overall as because of him, you know, players from Cranberry and all, all throughout you from West Mifflin, just how explosive has it gotten? Uh, extremely. I think, you know, you look at the guys that have come out of Pittsburgh, uh, you know, like Vincent Trocek, J.T. Miller, John Gibson. Uh, I think it's all getting better from here. And, you know, like I said, I want to continue to make a, a name for the city and continue to grow that as a hockey area. And, you know, I think the Penn's lead has done a great job uh, producing players. And, you know, it's all getting better from here. Do you have a favorite Crosby memory? Uh, not one that stands out particularly. Uh, just being on the ice with them. Uh, you know, seeing how much fun he has out there. Uh, teaching kids. You know, helping them out. Uh, and, you know, continue to grow hockey. So, it's pretty special. Well, how do you respond to, like, what Dan Bar goes up to the microphone yesterday, you know, considers Yuri and Shane to be the most NHL-ready prospects, but also includes you in that mix in saying that, you know, the top three teams will have a chance to have a first round, a number one pick. So it seems to me that you may consider your development to be a little bit more down the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's his opinion. Uh, you know, I think, you know, everyone has his opinions. Uh, you know, I, I don't really think he's a GM or anything. The other teams know that, you know, what, you know, they want, uh, what they expect, what they see your future as. So, you know, that's what I'm focused on and worried about, uh, you know, the GMs, not the media. Well, well, he is the head of Central Scouting. Um, I mean, I, he's, he's still a compliment to me in considering you, that, that Central Scouting considers you a potential number one pick. Yeah, I mean, that's something, you know, you always want to be is, uh, the first guy to be picked. Uh, you never dream about being second. So I think to be in that conversation is pretty special. And, you know, you can't really control anything now. I think you just have to, you know, enjoy the experience. Uh, the season's over, you don't you can. So I think uh, just to soak it all in your way. What was the Arizona interview like? Uh, yeah, I was really good. I had the chance to go out to dinner with them, too. Uh, you know, they're real nice people, uh, real easy to talk to. And, you know, like I said, they're just trying to get to know you a little more, uh, family background, see how you think you are as a player, and you know, see what your future think uh, that you have. So. And there are other teams out there, too, that also interviewed you besides the top three. What, what, what were they trying to get us? What were they asking you in particular? What would they want to know about you outside of Montreal, Arizona, New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, they were all uh, pretty easy questions. Like I said, just trying to get to know you, uh, you know, see how you grew up, uh, where you grew up. Uh, like I said, trying to see what, you know, you think you are as a player and what you could bring to the team. Uh, you know, what uh, what qualities do you have? And, you know, like I said, what you could bring to the team. So it was real easy uh, questions. Do you have any wacky questions? Uh, no, I had the chance to talk to Kale McCarr uh, a little bit before, and he said he's got he got some crazy questions. So I didn't really get any, so it was, uh, it was pretty good. How does it feel... At this point, there's not a whole lot more than you can really do between now and the draft to impact where you go other than maybe to Jersey. But how does that feel? Is it a relief? Is it is it concerning? Like what's, what's the feeling? 
Uh, I wouldn't say it, you know it's a relief. Uh, I think you know you've done everything you can. Uh, you know I feel confident in uh, you know, what I did this season uh, to put me in a good spot. Uh, you know anything can happen on draft day too. You have to be prepared for anything. And you know, like I said, you just have to enjoy it. Uh, you know it's something you dream about since being a, a little kid. And just to soak it all in and have fun. Yeah, obviously plays right wing, but in the offensive zone, you're just going to make the argument he's their center, not the right wing. Um, how was that? I mean, how how long have you kind of tagged him as a guy that, that you know you have similar space? Uh, I'd say for a long time. Uh, since I was a little kid, uh, just watching him just shoot up moves, uh, you know, all his highlights, his goals, his back, and it's something that you know I tried to put in my game. And, Anytime you can learn from Kashi Gaines, a pretty good guy to learn from. So he's not just someone that, you know, I'm going to continue to watch. Uh, you can watch him on the weekend and, you know, special players. So, uh, really good. You've been, like, you're, you're, are you in this center? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Lord Junior Summer Showcase, I played wing for a little bit there. Uh, played wing, I played wing for a little bit, but, you know, I want to be a center. Cutter was actually Kashi Gaines. Uh, yeah, I mean, over the past two years at the NTDP, uh, he's playing a little bit of center. Uh, you know, I think he plays both, uh, very versatile, so I think, you know, he's a good guy that, you know, could make the transition to center real easy, and, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, physical, uh, bigger dude, that you know, I think he play a really good sport role. How much did... Like Patrick maybe open or change people's perspectives on Patrick Kane, you know, getting drafted number one. Change people's perspectives on, on being okay with drafting maybe so-called undersized or a guy who's not at six feet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you look at a couple guys, and a guy like Jack Hughes too, who's you know finding his game, uh, turning into a dominant player in the NHL. So I think the you know, size doesn't really affect you. If you can play the game, if you can score goals, uh, I don't see why it's going to stop you. You know, for me, uh, I've always found a way uh, to maneuver through bigger guys, playing uh, teams like North Dakota, Minnesota, and you know I never really struggled with that. So I think you know as I continue to get stronger. Yeah, I think just uh, how good of a guy he is, especially off the ice. Uh, you know, you never really hear him getting in trouble or anything like that. So I think just you know, how good he is with the community, uh, how good he is as a player. And, you know, anytime that you can have a guy like him uh, around your city, uh, that's only going to grow the hockey area and you know, bring the community together. He's a great person. Were you nervous the first time you were on the ice with him? Like, what, what do you recall about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was four or five years old. I don't really remember too, too much. I was just trying to, you know, learn how to stand on my skates, to be honest. But, you know, anytime, like I said, you have the chance to be on the same ice as Sidney Crosby, it's uh, pretty special. What are your hobbies outside of hockey? Uh, yeah, me and my brothers uh, like to golf a lot. You know, we're always doing something active, whether it's pick up baseball, basketball, uh, just hanging around the family, being on the lake. So, Who's the, who's the worst golfer on the program? Uh... I'd really say a guy like Lane Hudson. I don't think he's the biggest golfer. Uh, special hockey player, but not the best on the course. Shane was saying when he went out for dinner with the Hats, he was kind of second-guessing what he should order because he knows everything's under the microscope. I'm just wondering, when you're going out to dinner with the NHL teams, does that cross through your mind as you're ordering? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't think you want to go out and order a pizza or anything. But, uh, you know, I think uh, when I heard them order salmon, uh, I'm a guy that got into salmon too, and I like it. So I was like, I should probably go with that. Jack Hughes. Another a testament to that. Why did you think uh, he was 
maybe close to retirement, as you were saying, uh, in his agent business. Did he say anything about it before him? Um, not really, but I, I know that um, you know he he wanted to. He was getting excited to work on his golf game in the summer. Um, <laughs> but I think you know he's been doing it for a long time. Um, been doing it pretty much since you know finished. Uh, I think since he finished law school and college. Um, so. You know, I kind of got the sense that you know some some guys he was working with or had started with were had retired or starting to retire, um, but I kind of yeah just kind of got that sense out of him. But um, I guess not. I guess you can't really stay away from the game. Were you guys together? We do, yeah. Me, my brother, my dad, even my mom calls too. So a lot of get a different answer from all three of us, I think. Um, my dad wins most of the time. I think I think this summer my brother and I will be in for sure. Uh, I think towards the end of last summer I, I got him a couple times. It was the first couple times I beat him, so I'm definitely you know on the way up. I think it's plateauing a little bit. For you, is it with him change since he needs a switch in his career? Not really. Not not from you know outside of hockey a little bit. Um, you know he didn't come to as many games obviously. You know if I didn't play well in the past, you know he'd maybe be a little bit harder on me. And now um, or at least this season he was you know say you know look forward to the next game, forget that game because one um, you know you got to do a couple things better. But uh, you know don't don't beat yourself up over it that kind of thing. But. So that part's changed a little bit, but nothing's really changed at home. He's still always watching hockey with us, stuff like that. For you, is it a case of uh, wanting to be drafted by Montreal, or is it the case of a young adult looking to go far away from home? Whoever it is, really. Uh, that's kind of you know, the bottom line for me. I want to play in the NHL. So you know, no matter where it is, um, I, wa I want to play. So if it happens to be in Montreal one day, then then I would be fine with that. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed. But uh, I think I don't know if that's something that my dad wants to do. Uh, I don't think you know he necessarily wants to put all that pressure on me. If he doesn't have to. So um, he's told me that's something he wants to avoid as best he can. But um, if he thinks and the staff thinks that you know I'm the best player available, then maybe he might. Uh, you know, have to take me at some point. So you would be shocked in a way if, you, if you're being drafted by the Canadians? I would, I probably would be, yeah. Uh, I think regardless, even if he said he wanted me, I would still be pretty shocked to, to get picked by them. I think it would be pretty crazy, um, especially with the draft being in Montreal. Um, my parents grew up there, my grandparents lived there. Uh, so I've pretty much my whole life I've spent uh, going to Montreal two, three times a year, uh, every year for Christmas. So uh, it, would be, it would be crazy, yeah. Would it add unnecessary pressure, maybe, if they pick you? Yeah, that's kind of, I don't really think of it that way. Um, that's more of, you know, my, that's what my dad has you know, said to me before. Uh, it's kind of, I don't really, I guess, understand the, the gravity of, of that quite yet. Maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't until, you know, maybe I played for the Canadiens one day, but uh, that's kind of, you know, he wouldn't want to you know, put all that on me if he didn't have to. Have you had conversations with your dad, maybe if you get drafted by a different team, like, are you going to go over to the Canadiens' table and, like, give him a hug? Like, how, how's that going to work? Because you don't see situations like that. Yeah, actually, I got asked that the other day, and I hadn't really thought about it. I think 
probably maybe like I guess on my way down I guess it would depend on on what day it was because I'd be going down there regardless um, but yeah I, I mean he's pretty much you know he's a big reason why I'm here today so I definitely you know want to give him a big hug no matter what. Okay. You went from St. Seb's to the NTDP to the NCAA in a relatively short amount of time how do you think that path was best suited for your growth to reach this moment and how you are? Yeah, um, going into uh, my freshman year, I, I wanted to challenge myself. I felt it was the best place for me to develop, uh, you know, playing against good players um, and practice every day uh, on the weekends. Um, you know, I thought I thought that was, you know, the best path for me. I felt ready to play college hockey. I think I struggled at times, you know, with the size, strength, and I think that's part of it, um, part of learning how to play at the next level. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with my decision. And I know earlier this week you said Marchand is one of your favorite players. Are you as much of a trash talker? How do you measure up there? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, I think that kind of helps me get into the game a little bit. Uh, you know, when, when someone's trying to get under my skin, I think I, I do a better job at getting under people's skin than they do mine. Um, so I, I definitely try to you know, take a little bit of, of that part of his game. And you said your skating is undervalued. What do you want teams to be seeing in your skating? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is, is, is skating more, um, you know, staying in motion, playing with more pace. I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, I think I had gotten asked if, if I thought my skating was an issue. Um, and I was, you know, I've always thought of myself as a, a pretty good skater, pretty quick. Um, you know, I think as I get stronger, I'll become faster. But uh, you know, I, I'm not the most dynamic player, so that's a part of my game that I'd like to improve uh, and add to. Did we rub the golden husky nose before you left for the Sorry? combine? Did you rub the husky nose before you left for the combine at school? Uh, I didn't know, but uh, yeah, they were, you know, all pretty fired up for me, and they all, you know, all the staff, uh, my teammates, everyone wished me luck before. So that's all. I, that's all I really needed. Trash talking is kind of a lost art, it feels like, in today's game. What's your approach to it? Do you do research on that? Is it just in the flow of the game? What's the key to a good chirp? Uh, it kind of just comes to me. Um, a lot of the time I'll get it first, uh, especially this year, um, playing against guys who I had you know, kind of known or, or grown up watching, kind of. Um, so I felt most of the time I got it first. Um, kind of comes naturally to me to give it back so I I, um, I don't really have a, a go-to chirp or anything like that it just kind of just kind of comes to me what was your best one this season I don't know if I can I can say it's not PG-13 <laughs> yeah. um, I think most of them are I, I probably I probably couldn't say on here so <laughs> Brendan recently has a lot of stories about him being around his dad's clients when he was a kid, Crosby and, and all those guys. Do you, do you have similar stories? Were, were you a lot around your, your dad's uh, clients like Patrice or Chris? Yeah, definitely. Um, Patrice and, and his family, I think still to the, I mean, I haven't been home for, for Thanksgiving in a, in a few a few years now, but um, I think it was either Canadian Thanksgiving or regular Thanksgiving where him and his family come over. Um, so growing up, it was a little bit different for me. Um, you know, I went to, I think I, when I was two two years old, I went to Vinny LeCavier's Stanley Cup party. Um, when I was a little bit older, after the Bruins won the Cup in 2011, I got to go to that Stanley Cup party in Montreal. Um, so I've been around a lot of a lot of players like that, a lot of high-caliber players, uh, Chris Letang as well. So um, 
it's a little bit different for me seeing them now. Uh, I mean, I want to be playing against those guys uh, in the future, so it's not quite as, you know, I'm not quite as starstruck as I was. It's still really cool to me, but uh, I definitely had a bit of a different you know, childhood growing up around those types of guys. When you're not attending Stonica parties, what do you like to do in Montreal usually when you're in town? Um, it's more just spending time with family. Uh, my grandparents live uh, a minute, like, a five-minute walk down the road from each other. Uh, that's how my parents grew up, right down the road. So um, whether it's in the winter, we you know try to bring our skates and, and, and go skate on an outdoor rink. Uh, in the summer, it's a little bit different. There's not quite as much for, for us to do. Um, but for the most part, it's spending time with family. Uh, you know, not try not to take for granted the time we get, you know, a few times we get to see him a year. Cutter Gochit? I'm assuming you got that answer. Yeah. I think many people say lion and tiger, and how I tried mixing up a little bit, so I said a shark, you know, king, king of the sea. So um, I like that one. I'm gonna stick with that. I was, yeah. I don't remember anything. I was there since a newborn, so I was two years old. So I don't have any recollection of Sweden, but I haven't been back at all. So I'd like to go check it out for sure. I don't think so. I think just a Swedish birth certificate, but that's all I have. So your dad played in the He was. How did, how did you end up as a former? Yeah, I think just whether we're shooting on him, uh, pucks in the garage or roller hockey, um, scoring goals is always my thing, especially at a young age. Uh, so I think I just stuck with that. Um, I didn't really find goalie too interesting, uh, stopping the goals. Yeah, I think it's like my dad's old pads or whatever it was, whether it's roller hockey, but I didn't take anything too serious with the goalie position. Yeah, growing up in Arizona, that's where I kind of started hockey and my passion began to grow, and that's where uh, he was all part of the thing. He was my head coach for the Junior Coyotes from the ages of uh, four to ten it was. Yeah, you know, he definitely had a great, you know, career and it's something I'd like to model after. But, you know, it's my it's my dream and it's my path as well. So kind of uh, having a good split in between both of them, I think, is uh, a good thing to have as well. You spoke yesterday about your plan to play center next yep, year. Yep. Uh, can you go into more detail about uh, that decision? Yeah, I've played center and wing, you know, a lot over the course of the past two years. And I think uh, after talking with the assistant coaches that are at Boston College, uh, they think it's best for me to center uh, one of their top lines. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So what's your experience with center? Have you played, when's the last time you played there, like, a, on a consistent basis? Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, my 18 year, I was playing a lot of center and I was more comfortable with it. And then the second half of the season, I switched over to left wing. I was playing with Logan Cooley and Jimmy Snuggerud. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy with both positions, whether it's center or wing, but we're, we're set for center next year. What was the experience? Jimmy Snoggerud, yeah, he's great. He's been, a, he's been a great friend of mine off the ice. Um, you know, I think his game has developed a lot over the course of these past two years with the program, and he's, he's just a great guy. You know, he works hard, he has a great shot, so it's always fun playing with Jim. What was the experience like today? How do you feel it went for you out there? Yeah, I thought it went pretty well. You know, um, something you kind of worked for over the course of the past couple of years, you know what's coming up. Um, so I thought I did really well. I was super excited. I could go out there and show myself um, and show what I can do on the physical aspect of things. What was your best uh, test? What was the biggest challenge? 
yeah, I think the wind bike test, I think everyone's saying, I think I did a really good job with that. You know, I think it's a big mentality thing um, over physical, and I think I did a really good job with it. What do you tell yourself when you're in the middle of it? Yeah, you just keep pushing. You know, it's only 30 seconds. It feels like an eternity when you're gone, um, but it's only 30 seconds, so if you can push through and uh, give it your all, you know, it's going to be good at the end of the day. How do you practice for that? Is it just doing it over and over? Yeah, I think just bagging yourself over and over again, um, kind of, you know, at, at home or whatever it is, um, just trying to get ready for that. You know, it's not it's not the brightest thing, funnest thing to do, but, you know, if it pays off in the end, it's a good thing to do. How many teams this week did you speak to? I spoke to 16. 16? Yeah. Do they have an, the same kind of common questions about you? Is there something in particular they want to know about you? Uh, they want to know whether I feel more comfortable at the wing or center position. You know, my, my answer to that is whatever coach thinks the best help the team win from extremely uh, versatile. I think I showed that over the course of two years, and whatever the coach thinks is the best, I'm going to play. Any other wacky questions besides the animal? Um, I think I got one. I can't remember which team they asked me by sports betting app on my phone. Uh, it's not something I heard before, and uh, no, I don't. So I thought that was kind of a funky question that I didn't hear before. Just talk to Rucker, too. He came from a you know different hockey market. Same thing with you being yeah. in Scottsdale. How has that made you guys better in the long run coming from the smaller markets? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. You know, you see guys like Austin Matthews um, coming from the desert, um, doing so well in the National Hockey League. So I think, you know, hockey's for everyone, and it's throughout um, the states, especially in the desert, and seeing it grow is something pretty cool and pretty special to be a part of. Do you have a relationship with Austin? Or no? I don't. I've, I've had the opportunity to meet him once or twice, but I never had the opportunity to skate with him at all. Um, you know, from what I've heard and what I've talked to him, he's, he's a great guy, high class, and, you know, one of the best in the National Hockey League. When did you meet him? I think I was 14 or 15 years old. Uh, he, he was out in Michigan skating. As, actually, I think it was uh, Elfrey he, he was skating with. Um, and I was skating with right after him. So it was cool to kind of get dressed with him right before and you know, kind of see how our past kind of aligned, you know, whether it was the national program or growing up in the desert playing hockey. Is there any nerves in that situation? Sorry. Is there any nerves like when you meet him for the first time? Yeah, you know, especially at such a young age, you see such a like a big guy in the NHL, you know, how well he's done. You know, it's, there's definitely nerves, um, but, you know, I felt pretty comfortable after talking about um, our similar past and how it all kind of lined up. What kind of locker room guy would you say you are? I'm outgoing for sure. You know, when it's time to be serious, you know, I'm going to lock in and focus on what needs to be done. Uh, but when it's time to have a good time, mess around, um, I love being a part of that as well. You know, I think I find a good... Um, dividend in between both, and I think it's, uh, it's a good, fun place to be. Some of these uh, GMs are former NHL players, uh, big-time guys. Were there any feelings of being kind of surreal when you walked into the room for the interview at all? Yeah, I think the biggest one was I met Steve Eiserman with uh, Detroit Red Wings, and I think that was kind of breathtaking, um, kind of talking to him and him having questions and wanting to know about me is uh, something pretty cool, you know, growing up and uh, um, seeing how well he's done in the National Hockey League and how legend he is, um, especially Detroit, um, is something pretty cool and uh, it's definitely breathtaking to speak to him. What uh, players did you admire most when you were growing up? Sidney Crosby, growing up, Pittsburgh Penguins were one of my favorite teams, you know, um, as well as Sidney Crosby leading the, leading the pack. And uh, he, uh, I actually saw a video um, as a young one of him shooting pucks into the dryer um, so, you know, every, every night, every morning, I'm shooting pucks in the dryer to model my game after him. Um, so there's always a uh, broken dryer in the basement um, and loud noises and bangs uh, early in the morning or late at night. So I think that's pretty cool to um, do as well. Who's the most talented non-teammate that you played against in the draft? Uh, in the draft, oh, that's a good one. I want to say, say Bedard or Fantilli, uh, those guys in the other draft. Um, I think a couple of Swedes were very well. I think that Noah Austin kid, 
had a really good game against us um, over at, this, uh, at the World U18s. Uh, he was extremely skilled, possessed the puck a lot, and was definitely uh, a big factor um, on their winning team. You talked about Jack Hughes yesterday and talking with him. Did he ever tell you about the Devils and his experience with them so far? He hasn't really talked about it. You know, it was, it was a brief conversation. We were just talking about the combine and what to expect. Um, so I didn't really go into detail about anything with the New Jersey Devils. The Devils are a team that has a lot of NTD people in the past. Currently, what would that mean for you to be able to go to a program that does love a program you've played for? That'd be awesome. You know, you know like Jack Hughes and a couple other players who played on the program. That'd be a huge honor to play for the New Jersey Devils. And it'd be, you know, something you definitely dream of growing up and well, like I said, uh, Montreal was one of the toughest teams in the interview process. What was your experience like with them? I thought it went pretty well. Um, there was a couple tough questions with them, but nothing I couldn't handle. What were they? I did speak to Buffalo, yeah. I, th I thought it went really well with them. About Columbus? Columbus as well, you know. Um, there, was, there wasn't many guys in the room. I think there was about three or four, but it was a pretty good conversation. Um, I thought I did a really good job with it. Say again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was really nice. Off the ice, what are some of your interests? Off the ice, um, I'm a really big golfer um, and movie guy. You know, Seamus Casey and I love watching movies, and we're pretty excited to see that Top Gun 2 came out. Um, so I haven't had the chance to watch it, but I've heard only good things from it. Are you a good golfer? I am. You know, I think I picked it up a couple summers ago, and I think I'm getting getting better and better. I think my handicap's around an 8 or 9, so it's it's, it's good. Uh, it could use some improvement, though. Who's your best teammate at golf? Best teammate at golf? Oh, um, I'd have to say... Ryan Chesley or Jimmy Snugger. Um, growing up, I think they played it a lot, and they're pretty fun to you know bet against or whatever it is. Small bets on the course. Who's worse? Who's worse? Yeah. Uh, I think Snuggy yeah, is, isn't as good as Ches. You know, Ches got um, lots of muscle and definitely can rip it with the disco stick, the driver. So. Process, you know, and, and you know you're probably going to be a high pick, obviously, in, in this draft. How much do you at all, you and, and your advisor, uh, look at the teams and, and say, well, maybe this would be a good spot? Or like, how much of that goes into it from your aspect? Yeah, you know, you definitely kind of think about it a little bit, but there's not really, you, you, there's nothing much you can do to control that. You know, it's the team's decision of what they think is best for their team and the fit for them. So, talking with my agent, you know, Kurt Overhart, um, you, there's not really much to say. You know, it's just enjoy the process. You know, I think I showed everything I can on the ice these past couple of years with the program and just sit back and relax and, you know, hopefully um, it all works out in the end. Uh, Lucas so, Edmonds. a couple questions. Um, so, you're. You were born in North Bay, correct? But you then your your dad played in Sweden, so that's where you kind of grew up. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like I like I said, I was born in North Bay, and then I was you know I lived and played hockey there until I was about ten, and then when I was ten, my dad and I moved to uh, Toronto so I could play in the GTHL, and then when I was around fifteen years old, I ended up moving to Sweden on my own. So then I ended up playing hockey over there for five years and. I enjoyed it so much, so that's kind of why I stayed over there. But, you know, the main reason why I headed over there was because my dad, he played and coached there. My mom's also from Sweden, so that's how, why. How good are Swedish? Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. You know, I haven't spoken in a while, haven't played over here, but, you know, I'm pretty, like, I'm fluent and, like, can read and write. But, you know, it'll take me a little while to get back into it once I start talking again. Uh, that, could you talk to some of the Swedish players here? Yeah, like, for sure. Like, well, it's funny because uh, it's, you know, having spent so much time over there, I kind of know how, like, the Swedish guys look. So as soon as I saw one, I ran into one in the elevator and right away asked him, oh, so where are you from? He's like, Sweden. So then I just started speaking Swedish to him. He's, he was pretty surprised when I did that. That's I, I'm assuming in North Bay or wherever you live, there's not a lot of Swedish people? Uh, no, it's there's, like, some... Uh, 
you know, there's some in Sudbury, like, you know, not too far away, but, you know, the population of Swedish people isn't ginormous there, for sure. How different is the culture of living? Um, you know, it's not, it's not, like, overly dramatic, like, the difference, but I think kind of the biggest thing, uh, you know, over here in North America, you know, everything, like, if you go to a restaurant, it's pretty fast-paced, you know, at a grocery store, they got, like, you know, 10 cashiers open, whereas over there in Sweden, they're a little more nonchalant, you know, it takes a little longer to get your food at a restaurant, or it might only have, like, one or two cash uh, registers open, but, yeah, it's kind of, like, the main differences. So, going to the OHL this year, and obviously, you played for saw a team, Shane, right? What was that season like? Yeah, it was awesome, you know, coming into it, I didn't know really exactly what to expect, um, but, you know, I felt as though it was a great opportunity for me, because we're, you know, we're going to have a really good team, really good coaching staff, and, you know, it's a great organization, so, uh, you know, in the end, I'm really happy I made the decision to uh, go play there. Obviously, with kind of the way COVID's kind of screwed up a few seasons, being an overager, do you think that maybe gives you an advantage this year? Yeah, I think, well, I think the biggest advantage I probably had was that, you know, I was able to play last season when a lot of the OHL guys didn't play at all, so I think that definitely, uh, you know, uh, allowed me to get off to a good start and, you know, to be able to continue that uh, consistently uh, throughout the year. Obviously, a lot of attention on Shane, right? What was it like playing him specifically? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, the main thing, like, we, we didn't really play that much together. It was more or less just on the power play, but, you know, it's, it, you know, it kind of really surprised me how uh, mature and how much of a leader he is and, you know, how he's able to, you know, kind of command the room on and off the ice. Do you know how many teams you talked to? Um, here I've talked to 10 teams. Oh, but did you have a team growing up that you liked? Uh, yeah, my favorite team growing up was the Penguins. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Mario Lemieux. Uh, you know, I have his jersey signed by him and a couple hockey cards and a hat signed by him as well. So he's definitely uh, one of my biggest idols growing up. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet him a couple times too. So you were pretty young when he retired. So why yeah. were you? Um, yeah, no, I, it's, it's a good question. But I think... Uh, you know, my dad, obviously having, you know, a big career within hockey, he kind of knew, um, you know, a lot of, you know, the older players and stuff. So I guess when I was younger, he kind of just showed me some YouTube videos of some Mary Lemieux highlights. And, you know, ever since that day, you know, I kind of always wanted to somewhat model my game after him. What would you say your style of game is? Um, well, I definitely like to play in offense as well, like anyone else. But, uh, you know, obviously like to score goals, make plays. But I think, you know, throughout my years, as I've gotten older and more mature, I've really been able to become more versatile and expand my, you know, areas of expertise and not only be good in the offensive zone, but good defensively as well. And off the ice, what would you say some of your things you like to do? Um, yeah, when I was younger, I played quite a bit of guitar. But, you know, moving to Sweden, you know, I kind of, it was kind of tough to bring with me because, you know, I had my hockey bag and a couple suitcases. So... Uh, you know, I kind of lost a little bit, but now since coming back, I've started to pick it up again. And then just, you know, playing whatever other sports. I really like to play tennis. Uh, I was playing a lot of ping pong this week here. Uh, and yeah, you know, basketball, golf, anything like that. What do you like to play on guitar? Um, well, my my claim to fame is uh, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Okay. So that's the song I, you know, practiced quite a bit when I was younger. And when it comes to international hockey, do you cheer for Canada or do you cheer for Sweden? I cannot answer that question. <laughs> well, what about your dad? Uh, well, my dad, he obviously he cheers, he cheers for Canada, and my mom's more for Sweden because she's from there. So I'm kind of right in the middle. So I, I kind of it's kind of good because you know if they play against each other, I can just say I'm cheering for whoever ends up winning. Do you remember much of that 2014 Olympic uh, final? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean. I've, you know, I've, I've the option to just kind of cheer for whoever ends up winning, so it's kind of good for me. I could just be on both sides. Perfect. And on your team this year, who would you say you were closest to? 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, we obviously, you know, we were really fortunate to have a really tight-knit group all around. So, uh, you know, I'd say, like, everyone on the team, you know, I was really good buddies with. But, um, you know, obviously yeah, there's some guys I knew from the past, so I was close with those guys. But I was able to build a lot of new relationships and, you know, I'll be able to keep in touch with those guys throughout the throughout my years. You shared with them, uh, growing up with them, playing with them. Uh, super cool for our families. Uh, and something that I forget. It's, and like, how, how close were you from the start? Yeah, we're second cousins, but I would definitely say that, that hockey brought us closer. Um, we played together in Pee Wee in both Bantam years and spring hockey the whole way up. So um, I do think that, that hockey kind of brought us together, growing up skating with him when it was open ice, stuff like that. So a uh, great player, and I'm super excited to see, uh, see what he can do. Uh, pretty surreal, honestly. Um, talking to all these teams, uh, getting this experience. If you asked me a year ago, I'd probably tell you you were crazy. You said I was going to be in this position, so um, definitely don't take it for granted and uh, something I'll forget. How many teams have you met? 32. Oh. <laughs> so, is there one interview that stood out among the other, like one of the teams that stood out in, in the interview? Or, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say uh, any really stand out. Obviously, some teams maybe have different styles, uh, but but teams just do their due diligence, right? And they have their own uh, strategies to try to get some value. So I just I just try to go in and, and be myself, and kind of kind of that's my strategy. For it, I guess. You said that you would be a year ago. You wouldn't surprise that you're in this position now. What's allowed you to, to be in, in this position? You know, what areas of your game grew to where? Here. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was. I did anything different. Um, I just think it happened really fast. Obviously, it was a ninth round bantam pick. Um, grew, grew, grew quite a bit. Nine inches in three years. So um, I, I do think that kind of stuck into my process. That's that's cliche, but uh, going to work every day and doing my thing, I started to get some attention kind of a month in. Then it kind of maybe seemed like a reality a month later. So. Um, I don't really get too caught up in it, but it's definitely been special. Nine inches in three years. Like, were you a small guy growing up, like a, one of the smallest in your class? I mean, uh, when I was really young, yeah. I would have been a taller kid, but then everybody okay. developed before me. Uh, so I, I would have started developing around 15. I was 5'7 in my bantam year, and then 5'9 a year later, kind of my, the year before my 16-year-old year. Um, so right before the bubble, I, I grew three inches in about five months. Wow. How many, how many pairs of skates did that drop you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually asked my parents that one. That was, that was on them, so uh, definitely grateful for what they've done for me. Is that part in the family, or was it a total single family? Uh, my immediate family is tall. Uh, my, my dad is 6'1", my mom's 5'6". Um, but on my dad's side, there's 6'5", 6'7", 6'9". So um, wasn't totally, totally a surprise. I don't think I'll end up being 6'7", or 6'9", but uh, that's kind of where it comes from, I guess. Who's the most talented player in the draft that you've played against? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, just pure skill level-wise, probably Jagger Furkus. Uh, very good in tight spaces, um, very good at manipulating defenders, and really chopped. Did you play any other sports growing up? Yeah, yeah, I did. I played uh, four years of AAA baseball, uh, and I represented Team Manitoba um, at Nationals 13U. 
uh, yeah, yeah, and I played all, all school sports too. I don't think uh, Manitoba Middle School basketball really means anything, but I was pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you think of choosing baseball over hockey at some point? Because it sounds like you played a pretty good level. Yeah. No, it, it was never a toss-up. Um, it was just something I enjoyed in the summer. Um, I still am looking forward to playing in a slow pitch league. I still enjoy it. Um, but it was never going to be a decision to not play baseball. So it started to seem like a possibility a year ago. When did it become a dream? When did it, when did you start? Uh, like, when did it kind of like, when did I want to play in the NHL? Oh, yeah. well, forever. Uh, I would be able to say, like, kind of about seven months ago, probably, maybe kind of seemed like it was a little bit more of a reality. But before that, it was just a dream, right? See, um, this whole process. And, you look up to these guys, so um, definitely, definitely the first step. As you've hit this growth spurt the last couple of years, what was it like learning how to play your game and learning to add different elements to it? And how has that experience maybe helped you moving forward as you continue to gain strength and continue to really more develop your identity as a player? Uh, I wasn't the greatest skater growing up. Um, I wasn't a super powerful kid. I, I developed late, obviously. So I think when I grew, lengthening my stride and getting more powerful, I actually became a better skater. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, obviously, so I feel like my coordination was never really lost. Did a lot of edge work growing up. So I think all that kind of combined to, um, I feel like I'm a pretty good skater right now. I do think there's there's some some transition to it. Uh, you kind of you don't really know where your body is sometimes, but. Uh, I don't think it was, it was too huge of uh, an issue for me. Were you always a defenseman growing up? Yeah, I, I think I played goalie for one game and I got torched for 18 and never did it again. So. <laughs> just torched. Oh, if if you were going now and you had just a fresh mask and you could put anything on it, what would you put on? If I was a goalie? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd want to put the names of people that are important to me. Probably uh, definitely my grandpa. People in my family, my little brother, probably put my little brother's face on it. But, uh, <laughs> it, might, it might look a little weird, but that's it's probably what I'd do. You could make like a cartoon face. Yeah, a cartoon face, making big features. Uh, yeah, caricature or something. Yeah. Fun. Off the ice, what are some of your hobbies? Uh, I enjoy fishing. Uh, I can play the violin. I enjoy watching baseball. Uh, we can't skip past that violin. Thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. What's uh? Is that a like a lifelong thing, or is that recent? Uh, no, I, I started lessons when I was eight, I think. Uh, I almost got high school credit for it. I uh, left for the bubble. Uh, I can still play, and they're doing a feature on it at the draft, actually. So, not really excited for that, but I guess. <laughs> What's some of your favorite music? Oh, I play a bunch of things. Um, I have pretty wide taste in music. I think. Um, I'm playing violin. I used to do a lot of kind of the Bach classical stuff. Uh, that's what you do when you're trying to trying to get a high school credit. But uh, right now, I'm trying to learn some more modern songs, um, do some Dr. Dre stuff like that. Just to have some fun because I'm not doing any lessons anymore. How, how does that work for songs that don't have violin in it? Uh, it actually does work pretty well. It can be difficult sometimes, but uh, you work at it. It's fun. What have you uh, What have you learned about yourself the past couple of years? The pandemic has kind of you know, obviously complicated your path to the draft. Um, I think that if I stick to my process and I come to the rink and, and uh, push myself every day, uh, I know it sounds cliche, but like stuff will work out. You will get opportunities for, from doing that. Um, you obviously can't cheat it, but I don't think I have. And I have had some success. Um, so I think just continuing to do that is something I've, I've learned over the past couple years.